eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, CeeLo and I are doing some show prep. Oh, <laughs> hi there. Al Dukes here. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank. Your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com. Jerry, I guess, is on the road with Rutgers doing some sort of <laughs> yeah, basketball. Yeah, he's in the Midwest somewhere. He's decided we don't know what town he's in, but he'll be back, I guess, uh, Monday. Yeah, next week. Yeah. So until then, uh, CeeLo, you join me. Welcome to the warm-up show. Thank you, Al. Uh, and I need to wake myself up yeah. because you were just asking me a question, and yes. I completely misunderstood you, and I was giving you erroneous information. So yeah, my I was, apologies. Uh, I was out yesterday. I took the extended 4th of July holiday to get my dog's anal glands <laughs> expressed. Those of you that have dogs, a lot of you have to do this. There's certain dogs that have to get it done. I was not aware this was a thing. Yeah. I mentioned this to my mother last night. She's a big fan of yours. I told you that. I was driving home from uh, doing the double with Carden and Roberts, and I was just like, oh, you got to check out the warm-up show tomorrow because yeah. Al spent the day getting his dog's anal glands expressed, and she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that about dogs. Yeah. And I was like, what? You hear that. Unbelievable. So my dog was was like licking and biting her butt cheek. Okay. Like the, what would be a, a the cheek of the dog? Got butt. it. It was yep. the body, the fur like part near the hind legs. Yeah, not the actual. Understood. Thing. Right. She wasn't getting in there. Wasn't yeah. getting in there. Uh, uh, so <laughs> she was biting at it and uh, licking it and all this stuff. So I had read and knew my sister's dog has to get her anal glands expressed, where they squeeze out butt juice essentially. I mean, <laughs> because it gets all lodged up there in the dog, and and it's painful and itchy for the dog, which is why they they lick and bite at their uh. butt. So when I uh, took her, by the way, only $25. That's incredible. See, I was very into this yesterday as you were, yeah. you were tweeting it out. I was curious about 25 you know, what bucks. That, that's not bad at all. And by the way, if you need your dog's anal glands expressed, shop around because uh, people. <laughs> There's a market for There's it. There's a market for it. People send me wow. all sorts of things. My, my place costs $35. Mine will do it for free. My groomer does it. Wow. My yeah, dentist someone, does right, it. Yeah, right. It's a toss-in with the groomer. <laughs> toss I saw in, that one. Yeah. A package yeah. for the package. When my dogs, right? when I send my dogs to get her nails cut, they'll do that for free. Really? Because I think you could charge. If they would have told me it was a hundred dollars, I'd have been like, yes. Well, the one guy I saw said that he doesn't go go to the vet and ever yeah. pay less than a hundred bucks. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Every he goes, every trip to the vet costs me minimum hundred dollars. Now, the when the vet tech came out who expressed them, mm. he said to me, he "Goes." 
it wasn't not a lot in there. I don't know if that's the problem. If uh, she continues to bite and lick at it, uh, bring her back. Huh. And uh, what's she, the next step? I don't know, but she was biting and licking at it last night, oh, so I, I don't no. think that was the issue. So it was almost a waste of the twenty five bucks and her having to be put through what can't be a very pleasant experience. But my uh, vet still acts like COVID is uh, running rampant through the country. Like we still can't go into the vet office. You have uh, to uh, still d- dropped her <laughs> off at the front door and no, you stayed outside. You stand outside. They come and get your dog. It's a me- like what are we wow. doing? I don't. Let me come in and watch my dog get her anal glands expressed. Exactly. Thank you, CeeLo. <laughs> Maybe I want to learn how to do it so it don't cost me $25 next so time. So this was the first time you dealt with this, then you've had whimsy for how long? Now? A year. Huh. So she didn't really have to get it done. How often are you supposed to get it done? Some people it do it like every uh, couple of weeks. Every couple of weeks? For certain dogs. Like my sister has a Dotson. Dotson? Dotson? Yeah, Yeah, that dog's constantly yeah, yeah. getting her things. Oh, expressed. That is miserable. Express yourself, as Madonna might sing. I mean, maybe it's the. I, I would. It doesn't. It sounds like an unpleasant experience. I believe it is unpleasant. Is it? Yeah. And you got to do it every couple of weeks and for that. It's very smelly. I'm oh, told. Yeah, I did. Right. A lot of people said yeah, the worst so, smell imaginable. Yeah. So they did a nice job because when I got her back, she did not stink. Oh. So we'll see. Listen, my adventures. My adventures continue. <laughs> and then I got my windshield yeah. repaired by. Right. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. By the way, that is the smoothest run business ever. And I've dealt with them many years. They come out to you, right? Well, nowadays, so so my car's got like eyesight things where it tells, you know, all the technology. So you have to go to them. Yeah, yeah. Because they got to recalibrate everything. Right, right, right. I tell you, that business runs so smooth. And I've been using them probably 15 years. This is not an endorsement, although I'd be willing to do an endorsement. Oh, yeah, sure. It just runs smooth. Like, why doesn't every business run smooth like this? I don't know. Tremendous job out of them. They know what they're doing. take a page out of their book. I actually look forward to getting my windshield broken. That's how good they are, (laughs) CeeLo. How how, how many times would you say you've done that now over the years? Over the years? uh, Probably eight. What did it this time? Just driving on the turnpike? I didn't even know. I saw pebbles, right? Yeah, I saw a little crack. Yeah. Uh, and then it just was got, got larger. Yeah. So my yesterday was spent dealing with cracks. My dog's crack and my uh, windshield crack. <laughs> yeah, that, you had to be rolling. If you're wondering how I'm spending my vacation day. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but CeeLo, there was a big Yankee game last oh, night. Oh, yeah. And I see the Yankees won 12 to 1. It was out in Seattle, so who knows when that ended. Right. They wait till nobody's watching, and then they get a season high 18 hits. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 18 hits. 18 hits. Giancarlo. He had a nice three-run home run. Set the tone in the first. Yes, set the tone. Three-run yep. blast in the first. And uh, Luke Voigt had five hits. Unbelievable. DJ was three for three in the yeah. first three innings. They scored a bunch in the third inning. They were, you know, just destroying former Yankee prospect Justice Sheffield. He oh, had is that right? a rough night. Yep. Was he, he was related of, to Gary Sheffield? No, everyone always assumed I, I, when, <laughs> when the Yankees had him, I think the rumor was, or not rumor, but the assumption was that okay. was his nephew. Yeah, like a, a distant nephew. And I'm pretty sure it was finally discovered that was not the case. Not related. Double check on that for you. And I saw that they brought Chapman in to close out a 12-1 game. And he struggled again. Yeah, he well, did he strike walked, out he, the he, side, but he, a couple of walks, he threw a wild pitch that like basically almost went into the stands behind home plate. So the sticky stuff... He needs allegedly, it. you know, because he says he claims he's never used anything, but seems to be having an effect. Yeah, and he's uh, working through that, figuring it out. I love the look on his face when he gives up home runs, like he did, like to the Mets this weekend. The sly grin. <laughs> yeah, he always goes with that. 
Yeah, yeah, because people got upset with him. Like, was it a playoff game a couple years ago? Yeah, the Altuve walk off yeah. to clinch the series. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. never bothered me as a Yankee fan, honestly. Because he, I didn't, you know, I didn't think he was making light of it. It's just, you know, he's in shock probably, right. and it's like you're embarrassed. I'm sure. Aren't you embarrassed? And you won, you know, what else are you gonna was he gonna cry on the mound? You're right. You know, I mean, I've seen him get angry before in the dugout and like throw a glove or something. So you weren't someone who was angry at yeah, him I mean, for I get grinning. It. It's bad optics, as Sandy Alderson would say. But no part of me felt that he was just, ah, I don't care. I gave yeah. up the walk-off homer. We lost. No big deal. Isn't I didn't, never hilarious? got that sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we got Domingo Herman tonight. Yeah, he'd be nice if he could, you know, turn it around and actually put forth a good start because him and Chapman and Cole have really struggled here since the sticky stuff crackdown began yeah. about, what is that, a month ago now or so? A big sticky stuff crackdown, yeah. Mm. I believe it was a month ago. So yeah. yeah, so Herman struggled. Jamison Tyone, who uh, is starting, it's, he's going the other way. They cracked down on the sticky stuff, and he's all of a sudden starting to pitch a little bit better. I think last night was probably his best start of the season. So maybe he never used sticky stuff. Maybe. And now he's dominating because these other guys are were using right. sticky Right, they're stuff. coming back to the pack. So he's right. moving in the opposite direction. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's a 10-10 start. So we'll we'll see You'll none of that. We'll right. see none of that yeah, again. Just like last night. I was trying to think like when I was a kid, like I used to watch, like no matter what I was doing in the summer, I would watch every Met game. Like did not matter what was going on. I was I was coming out of the pool. I was stopping playing wiffle ball, yeah. and I was watching the Mets games. Well, when you don't have to wake up at 2 a.m., it's well, a lot easier saying, to like, do that. I don't know if I did that for the West Coast games, or was that just a mystery to me? Like, I feel like it was a mystery because I didn't see highlights anywhere, and it would just be like these games that went on, but I didn't see them. <laughs> now, when you say a kid, what age are we talking here? Uh, high school. High In school Summertime? Age. Yeah. I think you probably, maybe you, you didn't get the up? whole game, but right, I think you probably hung some. in there for a little while. Yeah. I have memories of doing that in the summertime as well. Get out of the pool, like you said, run over to the sliding glass door, look through to see what was going on in the game, you know, and then back in the pool. Yeah, I remember just like running out of the pool into the ice cold air conditioning. Yeah. Mets game. Perfect. Americana, nostalgia. And I would count the pool as a shower also, so I didn't shower that day. Uh. I mean, it's got chlorine yeah. in it. That's even more powerful than soap. Yeah, I mean, you're not. I wouldn't say you're dirty or like smelly, but you're covered in chemicals, pretty right. much. You know, I but. coated myself with cats, protected me as an adult. Yeah, that works for 24 hours or so. Being covered in chlorine as a child. Mm. Then the Mets game was postponed, although there was a two and a half hour rain delay against this uh, the Brewers. It's unbelievable what's gone on. Not just with the Mets, but even well, I guess it is always the Mets because it happened. The Yankees, yes. it was the Yankee Stadium over the week or Friday night, but the Mets were involved. So here we go; they're going to play another doubleheader. I hate the doubleheader. Yeah, especially and the seven inning ones. Yeah, the seven. And Sal made a good point this morning. I tuned him in uh, was I, when I came back in from my dog walk. He was saying, like, first of all, I love shorter games, so I'm all in for the no. I get that seven innings, but yeah. Sal's right. Like, COVID's over. Yeah. What are we doing? Why are we still playing COVID rules? Yep. Playing these nine-inning games. Because the players like playing less. They do. Yep. Most of them, I think. It is weird. Like, okay, so the players like playing less. We like seeing shorter games. Do we even like baseball <laughs> as a country? That's the question. Do we like baseball? That's up for debate right now. There's a lot of people that would tell you not so much. No, and I, I've said that. It's That's become harder and harder for me to watch these games. No, it's weird. Like, when I was growing up, we used to, uh, I grew up a uh, Catholic. Same. And my family would always go to church. Mm -hmm. 
but they always made it seem like they were they were very dedicated to going to church, but they made it seem like they were checking off a box or requirement, right? right? So they'd be like, we'll go to church tonight. We don't have to worry about it tomorrow. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, let's get it done. Right. And then how do we, can we leave right after communion right. to beat the traffic out of the parking lot, depending on what the parking situation was at your church? You got a lot of that as well. Yeah. yeah I was always there told. late, slide in the back, you know? And I was told it didn't count if you didn't get the initial blessing when you first came in. Yeah. If you leave right after you get your communion, you don't get the final, the final blessing. blessing right. Doesn't count. Yeah, then you got to wait for that. The but, priest has to sometimes sit down and reflect. Right, you're waiting for for him to stand up and proceed, and you're thinking, I I got to get, especially on a Sunday during a football season. You right, know? but much like you went that, to twelve o'clock mass, you got to get home for one o'clock kickoff. Right. Yeah. This is what baseball feels like to me. Like people. Are ex- they they seem like they need to watch. They're required because they want to watch less games and and they want less innings. Much like the church people want to say they went to church, but they really want it shortened. I it's hard for see. I'm I, I don't. You necess- even said you have a hard time watching. Yeah, but not no beca- one loves baseball more than yes, you. but not because of the amount of innings. Um, the length at my age with two young kids is oh. a challenge. But for me, it's more so what's happening in those innings that's contributing to the length of the games, the the time in between pitches. They've cut down on the mound conversations a little bit. Just the there's not a lot going on. I mean, look right now. Okay, so this game, fine. We didn't see it last night, but watch when they go to the wide shot here. Stanton's up, or the replay is on. Yes, yes. And I get it's the merit. Look behind home plate. There's nobody there. It's sparse. The people are like, you know, there's nothing going on. They're bored. I get the Yankees happen to score 12 runs in this game, but. Between the long counts, the foul balls, the walks, the strikeouts, the pitching changes, it's just it's it's excruciating sometimes, you know? And I and know. I that's that's where they're at right now. So okay, you want to play less innings? I mean, technically fine. The games will be shorter and you won't see as many innings, but like the same issues within those innings are still going to exist. Unless they make some changes as far as the way they get the strategy of the game, the baseballs, the launch angle—I mean, all that stuff. The sticky stuff is now an issue. I mean, we, there's a lot of factors I think that have contributed to why it's hard to get through these games. Because I don't remember feeling that way, you know, when I was younger. And you could make the case as a young kid watching baseball—you know, I wasn't staying up super late because I had school the next day, and I was a kid. And I needed to get my rest, but wasn't an issue. We were more easily entertained back then, CeeLo. Yeah, that's probably part of it as well. I know we have so I was. many options now and you know, so many different things that can get distracted with the phones, the internet, streaming, you know, binge watching shows. It's a lot of options out there. Yeah, I only had Intellivision and Atari to play with. I was a little older than you. So yeah. my video games weren't even great. Right. Now yeah. we're competing against video games. I was always I was never like with the top of the line video game system. I was always like a few years behind. Same here. Which is fine. I mean, I'm not complaining. And I did not I did not have a TV in my room until I basically got back from college. So if I was watching something, it was, you know, downstairs in the family room with my parents. And then if I was going to bed, I had the radio. So I that's how I could put the fan on. Or I'd go to bed listening to John and Susan at the time. They were, I guess, on WABC and then WCBS, and then I'd switch over to Fan, and I'd get the late night with Tony Page or Summers, and then I'd wake up in the morning for school to the static and the Imus crew yelling, and that's why I never liked the Imus show. It was too much it, yelling and well, static. It, just, it, it would remind me of having to wake up for school in the morning with this right. loud, blaring static. Like the 60 that. minutes clock on Sunday. Yeah. When you hear that, you're like, oh, right. 
Weekend's over. Exactly. Weekend exactly. is up. Well, I used to play video games with my friend Rob. We would play in television, and then his dad would come home from work, and he'd walk in, and just under, and really softly he'd go, this doesn't look like the Yankee game. <laughs> that was when we knew it was time we had to turn off the yeah. video game because the Yankee game was on. Right. CeeLo, I don't know if I've told you. I've mentioned this to Jerry a few times. Did you know the condo I bought last year is already worth more than I bought it for? I've heard that a few times a along the way. Times, yeah. Yeah. So stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. You deserve to make money on your investment. Carney Bank was my bank of choice and made my entire mortgage process very easy. You want to go with someone you can trust and actually get on the phone when you have questions. I trust them, and you can too. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. When we come back, we'll talk a little Jacob DeGrom. I've got a buzz, no buzz for you, CeeLo. Oh, I always love those. And I've got two stories in the good for you department. So stay tuned for that. Two, Two full segments coming up right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Al and Jerry, two great tastes that taste great together. I keep waiting for Jerry to jump in here, but Jerry's not here today. And I'm chewing your ear off during the breaks, too. So, CeeLo and I were breaking down uh, radio, the radio business. <laughs> Probably would get us in trouble with the company. If, yeah, we should probably this on the air. But uh, the radio, yeah. we're just talking radio business. CeeLo, <sighs> I have a couple of uh, topics here left for you as uh, we get to Boomer and Geo, both here today at right. the uh, top of the hour. Uh, now, the Mets were rained out, which now people are, are saying that Jacob DeGrom no longer has the built-in excuse to not pitch in the All-Star game. Yes, because he was going to start Sunday in the final game before the break and get two, two more starts in last night and what would have been Sunday against the Pirates. And now if he's going to pitch today, that doesn't line him up to throw on Sunday. So yeah. then all of a sudden he's on full rest for the All-Star game next week in Colorado. Yeah, I got no problem with him not pitching in the All-Star game. All of these All-Star games have become a joke. Like, no, like uh no one plays in them. They don't play with heart. They, what's the, the, these baseball players are so injury prone. They're such wusses now. Why would you want anybody to go out there and, and play another game? It's funny because, and this is going back a few years now before he really became the best pitcher in baseball. But I remember watching DeGrom, and maybe it was 2017, and he didn't start the game, but he came in. It was one of the most dominant electric innings I've ever seen in my life. And I was just, holy crap, this guy really, like, embraced the moment. You could, like, see the adrenaline and the result and the effect it had on his performance that night. So I wonder now, like, I don't know. I know he said there was no reason for him to go and pitch, but that was probably because he was thinking, well, I'm going to throw Sunday, and I'm not going to pitch two days later just because it's the All-Star game. I wonder if he'll change his mindset and his opinion now that he's going to be rested. And he's got, you know, he's got time to get himself. He's going to throw one inning, right? Right. Go be part of the experience, throw an inning, and then get yourself ready for the second half of the season. Right. Go mow down three guys and let's go. Immaculate inning. Nine pitches, 
three strikeouts, sit down, see you later. Now, like, will, would he be facing the top-of-the-line American League ball players, or are they all sitting out, too, like in depends, all these other sports? Depends when he, which, you know, which inning he's going don't, to. I don't think a lot of guys are going to sit out the game. Yeah. Position players? Yeah, position players, no. No, unless you're on the IL. All right, then I'm all for it. Okay, now I'm back on it's he not like should the, pitch. It's not like the Pro Bowl, you know. Right, that's what I'm After the thinking. season's over and these all these guys, guys are in the playoffs, other guys are banged up, and then you get down to, like, the fifth and sixth alternates and stuff like that. Because the baseball All-Star game was, to me, always the best of them, although people like the NBA one, I think, right? I guess they used I mean, or they used I feel to. like, yeah. So baseball contest the best used one. to be cool. And, the, you know, but now in the end, it, it's... The, they all sit the, out, too. Well, they don't sit out. They just, you can watch them almost going through the motions at, like, half speed on the court. So it's about, you know, who's going to hit the deepest three, who's going to have the crazy dunk. But they don't play any defense. You know, scores are usually, like, you know, 180 to 170. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. So we do all right. So then I want Jacob Degrom to pitch in it now. There you go. I've Look at that. My I tune. just changed. I brought you back to the other side. You brought because because I think it's important for baseball and the children watching. I bet Boomer will still. He wants no part of Degrom right. in the All Star game. Right, because he's the one get hurt. Exactly. He's that fragile. He's going to get hurt that. in the next pitch. And I get the Met I fan who doesn't want to see that, but you know, from a baseball fan standpoint, right. want to see him up against the game's best. Let me see him throw against Otani. Which right. probably wouldn't happen because Otani's going to pitch and hit, and they still haven't figured out how that's going to work. Are they going to change the rules just for him so he could do both? Because he's only going to throw one inning, I'm sure, and maybe get a couple of at bats. So they got to figure out how the dynamics of that are going to work. Didn't some random dude in like 1927 or something like strike out three dominant Yankees or something? Maybe. <laughs> Ask Evan Roberts. <laughs> could you ask Evan next time you see him? I feel like I remember that. Like somebody came in and blew in away. In what year did you say now? Uh, the, I'm, I'm way off. Because I, mean, I did. I was researching. I think it's the 60s. Okay. And the I think All-Star it was like Manel, Gehrig, someone else who was big, mm-hmm. and some dude <laughs> mowed him down. I'm going to. Someone else. Someone else who was big. Can some old dude on Twitter hit me Sandy up? Koufax? <laughs> Bob Gibson? Mm. No. I was looking on Twitter to see. I need Twitter to I catch mean, up with me. It just happened. I know. Give people someone a few will, someone yeah. will get, get someone wake Evan Roberts up and see if he has the answer. We were for talking me. old school All Star games yesterday because oh, I, I love that. Well, ju- no, you don't. But because I, no, I, I love 1980s All Star. No, 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 this no, that's not old oh. school. I'm talking the first one was in 1933. Oh, that's so too old. the reason I went back was because Otani, like, oh, he's the first two way All Star, and I was like, well. What, what about Michel? What happened with Babe Ruth? He used to pitch, you know, right. when he was young early on in his career, but there was no All-Star game. So that. And Craig doesn't count those uh, that era anyway. Right. He doesn't believe Babe I'm Ruth. With him. He doesn't acknowledge Babe Ruth as a human or a baseball player. I believe he existed. I've seen photos. Right. Well, Craig just thinks he's made up, I think. But I'm with Craig. Like, a ground ball in the gap was a home run. <laughs> you know, so I can't count all of his home runs. You but... think Babe had a lot of – maybe he did inside the park <laughs> home runs? <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't. He probably wasn't exactly fleet of. Maybe he was. Right, but sometimes the big guys are fleet of foot. I we don't, don't know. know what those fields like. That. He's probably like hit a ball in the gap, rolled down a hill, like in some little leagues of fields, <laughs> and then it just babe just wandered, waddled around. Maybe, but I think what run. makes him stand out is he, the amount of home runs he was hitting as compared to the rest of baseball. Okay, I see so what you're saying. So like why wasn't guys... everybody else hitting the ball exactly. in the gap and getting a home yeah, run? Yeah, yeah. You want to do a little buzz, no buzz? I love a buzz, no buzz game, yeah. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with how this is played. Uh, Buzz, no buzz. I give you a topic. You tell me was, is or was there buzz around it? 
You are aware we've done this. I, I've, I've filled in with you here a few times. Just yeah. for the audience. That was like Craig yesterday. I don't really associate CeeLo with the morning show. <laughs> I only worked for you behind the scenes for 18 months and been filling in on the show for, you know, eight years now. But that's right. all right. It's been a little while. Don't let the facts get in the way. So buzz, no buzz. I'll give you the topic. You'll tell me simply buzz, no buzz, okay. and then maybe why, back up your reasoning. of Quick uh, answer quick and answer then some and analysis. Yeah. A buzz, no buzz, CeeLo. Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers beat Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady in golf. Personally, buzz. Really? For the you country, probably no buzz. So yeah. you were excited about this well, before I'm, it happened? I'm very into the golf these days. Oh, okay. uh, and, and I was into it before. I've been into all the matches. Really? I find Mickelson fascinating. Um, and, I, and I like seeing the star athletes who are not golfers have to go out there with the pressure and being on TV and look like humans, you know, like the rest of us do on a golf course. And you got a lot of that with Brady mixes in a good shot here and there. Like last year, he holed out from the fairway in the match that they played, but he was basically the reason that they lost that match yesterday. You blame Tom Brady, which is fun to see again, yeah, because this guy because... gets called the goat and he's lost so many big <laughs> things. I'm not sure I'd put this on years. par with the big games you're referencing, but yeah, I mean, I think that DeChambeau and Mickelson, for the most part, were pretty e- pretty even, and it was more so Aaron Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady on the golf course, which is because we have Rodgers in his typical nonchalant, you know, keeping everything close to the vest leading up to it was like, oh, I, I haven't played much. I've been focusing on my mental health. I'm not, you know, I don't have time to do these five-hour rounds of golf and the traffic in California and yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, I saw somebody put out there yesterday, I guess, he and Brady both, I guess, have qualified or have their handicap tracked for golf, their index. So they have to report their scores. So, oh, I haven't played much. He played three rounds in June, shot in the low 80s in all three <laughs> rounds. Meanwhile, Brady's been shooting in the 90s. So if you really looked into it and you were somebody that was looking to watch and wager on it, that was sort of you know, the sharps, as they would say. Oh. I think it came down to Rogers brady as far as their golf games. And as it played out. Rodgers played better in Brady, and they won the match. Now, I saw a photo of the four of them standing on the course. Uh, Tom Brady looks so much taller than Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why. I, I think he is. That's, really? That's why. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers isn't tiny. a super tall. I think he's like 6'2", maybe. Brady, well, Brady's a pretty tall guy. So Let me ask you this about Tom Brady. Is he 7'4", 525 pounds? <laughs> no, he is not. From Grenoble, France? <laughs> well, then I then he's not that tall, then, I is understand. he? I understand, yeah. Then he's not that tall, did, CeeLo. Did you get to see any video of any of this? Did you get to see the course and the setting nope. of where they were? I so didn't. They were in, uh, I think, Big Sky, Montana. Oh, I love Big right Sky. Right in the mountains. They're like hitting balls off cliffs. They had a, There was a 777-yard par 5. I know you're not a big golf guy. That's, like, insane. But because of the elevation where they're teeing off and basically hitting off a cliff, like Aaron Rodgers had a 400-yard drive yesterday, which is ridiculous. Like, guys on the PGA Tour – don't even drive the ball 400 yards because they normally don't play on a course where there's that much elevation. So it's almost like watching them play like in one of these fantasy courses on a, that you see in a video game. The setting was crazy. So it was almost like a, you know, like a tourist uh, commercial for this Big Sky Montana. People were like, oh, I got to go to Big Sky. Look right. at this. It's beautiful. I got to go to Big Sky Montana. So the course and the elements and everything they were dealing with made it a little more interesting as well. I See, I also think like, Maybe I should go to Montana. Yeah, why not? But do you want to waste a vacation there if it's not exciting? You know what I mean? You go out there, let's say you're not into it. Now you've wasted a vacation. I don't know if I'd describe it as exciting. It's picturesque. It's remote. What Um, do you do there? You go there and do what? Hike. 
hike. Fish. Didn't guys didn't Gunner go to his uh his honeymoon in Montana? Yeah, he's very outdoorsy. Yeah, though. they did some hiking and they fit. Didn't you did some hiking in Arizona when the right, Super Bowl was there? I did do you some were hiking. into that. Yeah, you, I was into you, that. You were active, so that's I mean, true. Do some of that. So hiking. Check with Eddie. He's good on. He knows about those things. Big mountain. Uh, yeah. This sort probably of thing. some fishing to do. Fishing. If you like golf, they got the golf. Horseback thing. riding. Yeah. Horseback riding. Yeah. You ever done that, by the way? Horseback riding? Yeah. No, I'd be afraid my horse would take off. Now, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. You are. Uh, I I've done it once when I was a teenager. I'll never do it again. The horse that I got was. How do I put this? Um, a little clumsy. Yeah. Very thick. And it was a stupid horse. No, I wouldn't say that. It was just, it was like, you know, like a bull in a china shop kind of horse. So as a teenager and a man or a developing man riding the horse, yeah. it was very uncomfortable. And was, by the end of the day, I was sore. Really? In that area. No kidding. So I might have been sort of experiencing some of the same sensations Whimsy was dealing. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So that was it. It was a one time I was scarred, not literally. And I said, I'll never do this. Like, what is the appeal? I'm bouncing yeah. around all day. Like, <laughs> I, I can't have this. You need to wear like, those. Why would anybody want to do this? Yeah, you know? I don't know. And they were like, oh, you just got to get the horse to trot. And I'm like, I'm not a, like, you know, an equ- into a, I'm not an equestrian. Is that even the right phrase? That is the right phrase. I don't know yep. what the hell I'm doing. You just put me on a horse. And it's this, this big, it wasn't like a graceful, thin smooth horse right. this horse was a bit clumsy mm-hmm. and i didn't and i felt the impact yeah i did <laughs> was it was there a visible problem no i don't think i don't recall there being a visible problem it was more just what i was feeling all um, right but it was it was very uncomfortable on the other side of the break here CeeLo, i've got uh two stories in the good for you segment in the all good right. for you department I've got a uh, Royals fan who has something in common with Craig Carton. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I have an odd tickling story <laughs> on the other side of the break. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Zach, speak up. We can't hear you. Boom, boom. Jerry is uh, off today. He's off this whole week, actually. Yeah, a little vacation for the Recos. He'll be back Monday. Boomer and Geo are here. They'll be here uh, straight up 6 o'clock, and CeeLo joins me for the warm-up like show. Like your shirt today. Neighborhood, neighborhood watch. watch. That's right. I know you're all over that. I'm a big-time neighborhood watch guy. Mm, man of the people. Don't do anything in my neighborhood when I'm around. <laughs> I will report you to the police so, immediately. Oh, not a man of the people, then. Not a man of the Rats people, Rats out no. the people. Did they ever name Pulse of the People award winner last uh, night? They're down to the three finalists, oh, I think, okay. right? Evan, Gio, 
and Jerry, who somehow escaped you. Which is bizarre. I think, again, and I said this to you when, when Craig had you on the air last week, I think he had to separate himself or someone decided, the committee decided he needed to be separated once he saved Tom DeCelestino's yeah. life here in the newsroom. This supposed to the people committee. They make up the rules as Fugazi, they go along. Yeah, it's a lot, totally of, a lot of just making it up on the fly. And Last you know, minute changes. They're going to favor Craig next year because I'm sure he'll be up for it next oh, year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this was my one year to the only chance I had to win yeah, it. Yeah, well, you know, life is disappointing sometimes, though. And now it's gone. <laughs> There's an interesting uh, video that was going around on Twitter and had uh, the Twitter world aghast. It was uh, James Harden, the... Brooklyn Nets basketball player. He was at the Sixers co-owner, Michael Rubin. Is He has a 4th of July white party. Yeah, a big party out there. In the Hamptons, is it? Yeah. Now, the white party means I think everyone wears white. Right. It's not a racial not a, yes. thing. Uh, so that was in the Hamptons this weekend. Now, there was uh, there was a video of Lil Uzi Vert breakdancing. <laughs> this is what the video was showing uh-huh. that people, had, someone had posted on uh Online, a little Uzi Vert breakdancing. But in the background of the video, you could see James Harden having a tickle battle with rapper Meek Mill. They were tickling each other. A tickle fight? I guess so. At the white party? A tickle fight. Harden and Meek Mill mixing it up, huh? Tickling each other. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Yeah. (laughs) People don't know what's going on with that. That That sounds a a little uh, odd. Tickling is a fetish. Yeah, but like why the Harden-Meek Mill combo? I, mean, I don't know. Do they have past history together? Maybe that I'm they not both aware? have a tickling fetish. I don't know. <sighs> now, was Meek Mill tickling the the beard, or was he going for the body? I think they were tickling their bodies. Huh. Interesting. Although, really, one of the most ticklish areas is the feet, and you can't get yeah. to someone's feet. No, I mean not in that setting. I would think they're not walking around barefoot. Yeah, people with foot fetish also like to tickle feet. Feet, yeah, it's a, I'm sure everything's, right up Rex Ryan's alley. Everything's yeah. involved with the feet. The feet, like the you know the side, the love handles, yeah. the, the under the arms. Yeah, you know. I don't huh. think I've been tickled ever. Or, or no, no, no. I don't think I've been tickled or tickled someone in years. Mm. You and Gene and are I, not into that. Huh? I certainly haven't tickled a rap star, Meek Mill, or NBA basketball star. How James old Harden. are you? Have nieces and nephews, yeah. don't you? I do. How old are they? Uh, they have a couple that just graduated college. Uh, oh, God. Uh, one going to college, one in high school. Holy God. Yeah, they're getting older. Huh. I don't see them tickling anybody either. Oh, I was going to ask, well, didn't you tickle them as youngins? But no, they're not. I was it's, always been, a- it's been a while since they were youngins. The unmarried uncle can't be tickling children. No, not in a, no, in a playful way. Not even in a playful way. That uh, would get some weird looks from people I don't these know days. About that. So, uh, Uncle Al? Oh, here's Uncle Al tickling everyone. That's not weird. Not in inappropriate places. It's a little <laughs> kid. It'll be like my son's, my two-year-old loves it. He gets kicked out of it. He gets the belly laugh when you give him a little tickle. I guess if I did it. I'm you... not doing it for like my own satisfaction. Of you course. know, These are little kids. They no. like that. Do you say a goochie goochie goo when you do No, when you not at the, You don't when, make no sounds? Well, when he was, when he was, you know, a baby. But now that he's, he's, he's two, but he talks, yeah. you know, a little bit. So, no, we're not doing the goochie goochie None of that. No. You go, I'm going to get you your belly yeah sometimes I'll mix that in you've said yeah. that i'm oh, gonna yeah, get sure. your belly yeah i got you i got your belly yeah. <laughs> and he get he loves it the belly laugh wow cracks him up and he asks for i hey, do again do, do it, it again. again yeah tickle me one again. one more time yeah but you don't think as an adult you'll still be tickling other adults no like, i've I, I don't tickle other adults my wife here hates it she doesn't like yeah. a tickle no she does not it's t- very torturous for some people yes 
In fact, I've heard, this is a you got me on a pet peeve now. I recently was told or read that you know people who research these things say children, it can be torturous for them even if they laugh. The tickling. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I can understand that being a possibility, but like, if a t- a kid is expressing themselves and asking you to continue to do it, it can't be that torturous, right? right. Like, why would they? I get it. You might laugh because of the sensation, and you don't really enjoy. You don't want it done. But like, if I'm not the one that's like, you know, being the aggressor in that situation, for lack of a better phrase, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave you alone now, and you keep circling back for it, right? How torturous could it be? Give me some more tickles. Yeah. Some some people like it. Kick out of it. Kids, I know, like, what, people, what, kids. What, what kids don't like is when either another kid or an adult acting playful pins them down and tickles them, where there's no room to wiggle yeah, out. Yeah, where you can't escape and you feel like you're trapped. Yeah. Yeah. I think in this situation, both James Harden and Meek Mill could have escaped their tickling of each other right. if they wanted to. No one was being forced against their will in this situation. No one they was both being you're entered right. into that knowing what the situation was and of free mind and free will and Mm -hmm. enjoying themselves. Exactly. Evidently. Just a couple of adult men tickling each other. (laughs) Big deal. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't make a big deal of it. No. Meek Mill and James Harden want to tickle each other all night long at a party in the Hamptons. Whatever floats their boat. Then I say... Enjoy. Good for you. <laughs> oh, let's do the good for you segment. Oh, I, then, see, CeeLo. I thought that was the good. No, but good. that's a, uh. that's a good lead in. Yeah. Uh, now, CeeLo, I don't know how if you know how this segment works. This is good for you segment. I'll give you a story. That really, there's really nothing to add. It's just a good story. <laughs> okay. And we just <clears throat> we take a beat. We look at each other. We go, a oh, good for you. Got it. I've got two of them though. We'll do one story, then a good for you. Another story and a good for you. Okay. So you if s- I had something to add, I'm not allowed to. Is that how it works? Uh, right. Okay. Because we're just, just... We're just acknowledging. Just acknowledging sure. that this is a good job by you. Ready? Mm-hmm. The first one, Bruce Springsteen's daughter, Jessica Springsteen. She was named to the Tokyo Olympics for the show jumping team. That is equestrian, unlike you, CeeLo, who had a bad experience <laughs> with a horse. Uh, Jessica Springsteen is going to the Olympics riding a horse. Hey, Jessica Springsteen. I'll good, good for, for you. you. Glad I didn't bring that up last segment. I was going to. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You would have ruined my good for you I segment. Know. In my second good for you segment story, 63-year-old Sharon Stone, you know her from Basic Instinct. Oh, yes. Oh, one Tremendous of the, film. One of, the, one of the sexiest film scenes of all time. She is, uh, quote, unquote, hanging out with 25-year-old rapper RMR. Now, the rapper wears a ski mask and gold grills on his teeth to protect his identity. (laughs) They've been seen out to dinner on a number of occasions in Los Angeles. A 63-year-old Sharon Stone Cougar hanging out with the 25-year-old masked rapper RMR. I'm going to say for this one, for both Sharon Stone and rapper RMR, (gasps) a good good for you. you. 63. She's 63, yeah. 25. Oh, yeah. Doesn't she have... Oh, I'm thinking of... Um, Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of Demi Moore had oh. a history with younger men. Younger younger yes. guys, yeah. I'm not sure about Sharon Stone. I don't think she has history. a history. In fact, I think she was married to an old fellow at one point. Ah, so she's going yeah, the other way now. she's going all different ways. I know we're not supposed to comment. Yeah. I got to circle back to You can to now because we already did the okay, for you part. So the Springsteen daughter thing caught my eye. Yeah, the headline's fine. If you, read the, if you actually read the story. Mm-hmm. So it says Springsteen and her 12-year-old stallion. Oh. The horse is 12. 
and they list the name of the of the horse. All right. The the horse's name apparently is Don Juan Vanda Dunkeev Dunkeev. That's the name of the horse. That's what it Don says. Don Juan Vanda Dunkeev. La- yeah, Don Juan Vanda D O N K H O E V E. You want to take a stab? Dunkevy. Dunkevy. Like who comes up with that name for? I thought you were going to tell me it was like uh, the, the name of the horse was like Born to Run or something. No, silly. right? Yeah, I, Bruce I related. Don't, I mean, I don't know that Bruce bought the horse for. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, origin know of works. the horse, but it's a twelve-year-old <clears throat> stallion, Don Juan Vanda Donkeev. Donkeev. Well, the Springsteens live on a farm, a horse farm in Mar- Marlboro, New Jersey. Marlboro or is it Colts Neck? Col- uh, I think probably Colts Neck. Colts Neck. That would be my guess. Colts Neck, New based Jersey. on the yeah, Colts Neck, right? Yeah. In fact, I tried to drive by there a couple of times. You can't see anything. Right. And they have multiple properties in New multiple Jersey. Multiple yep. properties. Yep. Absolutely. Actually, no. They only have that one property now. They do? Yeah. Didn't he have... Uh, he had a house in Ramsey. They sold that. Didn't he have one in like uh, Rumson? Which That's is another gone. Bougie- That's been sold. Oh, okay. I was not yeah, aware yeah, of that. So it's just Colts Neck. They've Colts Neck and then they've... it down to Colts Neck. They've now. got a place in uh, out in California. Cool. Uh, you know, I've been in my condo, speaking of new homes, oh, yeah. uh, for just over a year. It's already worth more than I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Worth more in just a year's time. So stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. They make the entire mortgage process super easy. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages to learn more. Rates are still low and you do not need to put down 20%. Go with Carney Bank. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Boomer and Geo on the other side. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com. CeeLo joins me for the final minute or so, and then Boomer and Gio will be at the top of the hour. I saw a Kansas City Royals fan, CeeLo. He was uh, in the stands, you know, buying a beer or something from a vendor. Yeah. And he opened up his wallet, and the wallet had flames coming out of it. Really? Yeah. So this is a trick wallet. Oh, okay. Which I know because Craig had one. <laughs> there was a time where Craig was doing magic. Yes. So the one time he comes into the show office <laughs> in the morning and he opens up his wallet and it catches fire. <laughs> and he drops it and then the carpet caught fire. <laughs> and that wasn't magic. That was <laughs> That was real. not magic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a wallet where when you open it up it has like a um it has like a flint in it that you would light a lighter with. Yeah. So you're supposed to open it and flick the the lighter part at the same time, and then the flames cover the open wallet. And then you shut it, it's supposed to, the flames go out. I'm just picturing him not being able to sleep because he was so excited to come in and try and get you with that. It was like his whole night and morning right. was predicated on your reaction. Yeah. Little did he know he was going to set the carpet on fire. And how he was right? going to segue to go to his wallet yes. as a guy who does not carry a right. wallet. He is a performer. He is a very much a performer. Doesn't carry a wallet. No, he's uh, one of those rubber band guys. Right. So wouldn't that be a giveaway then exactly, when he pulled the yeah. wallet out? Let me take my What's wallet out. Yeah. You don't rubber use chicken? a wallet. Yeah. Huh. I go wallet, but just a small fold wallet in my front pocket. Mm. Again, thieves. 
I'm always one step ahead of thieves. Because thieves think you carry your wallet in the back pocket. Right. I go front pocket. Which they pocket. can pickpocket. Which they front can pick pocket, pocket, not getting away with. Not only that, you pickpocket my pocket in the front, my cash is on the other side. You know what I mean? You got all the angles covered. I am not going to be a victim. (laughs) Unless, of course, you hit me from behind. Right. Knock you out. I'm old. Dukes and Jerry Recco start your day.